Being a real estate agent can be demanding. Being a mom, now that's even more challenging. Now being a mom in real estate, now that is hard. My name is Angela Fazio. I'm your host, and I have two lovely women with me today. And the show is entitled Moms Who Give Back, and we're going to be talking a lot about philanthropy today and what the role it plays in these ladies' lives. But before we get started, I want to thank the Mortgage Advantage. Diane Gertis and April Chadwick are faithful um, vendor sponsors, and we thank you very much for making this possible. All right, Teresa. Perkovich. Nice last name. It's good. You've been in the business for 19 years. I have. Yeah. I started, um, it'll be 20 years in December. Yeah. So yeah, I've been selling full time for a while. Yep. For a while. Doesn't it seem like, so, sometimes I go, gosh, 20 years. That's a long time. I'm like telling my, I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> no, it's not. Too fast. <laughs> yeah. And you do a great business. You make over $100,000 in commissions. And I'm so excited that you have a successful career. That's awesome. I cannot wait for everyone to hear your story. It's so fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then I have Stacy Krolak. You've been in the business about six years? But, yeah, five, six years. Five or six mm -hmm. years, and you do about $10 million in production? I do. So just a couple houses here and there, right? Yes. <laughs> just a couple here and there. Um, so let's get started. I want to hear about your families first, so please tell me about your children, Teresa. Oh, God. Well, I've got two kids. Um, I've got a 12-year-old. It was actually her birthday yesterday. And, um, and then I have a son who's going to be 21 next month, and so I'm a full-time mama. Uh, my son, he uh, is pretty awesome. He has some special needs, and so I've, um, I had this child when I was um, single at the time. It actually is just a crazy story. I got pregnant the night he proposed to me, and, um, and he wanted to get married, but he didn't want to have kids, and so I wish I would have known before you know that happened, but um, anyways, I ended up having this child by myself, and um, and then after 17 months, he actually fell off the bed and ruptured um, an artery. And so he had major um, brain damage, trauma to his brain. And so we thought we were going to lose this child. And here I am, a single mom. And I'm working real estate, too. And the reason I got into real estate is because as soon as I became single, like I found out I was pregnant, I was going to ASU. I was almost done. I was working on the beverage card at the Venetian. <laughs> like, life is good. <laughs> and then um, I realized, oh, my God, I got to provide for this child. I don't know what's going to happen. So I ended up going into real estate. I got, you know, I took my classes, I think, in three months. And so I was on a fast pace. And then I got um, into new home sales, which was a blessing because it's so hard to get into. So right. thankfully... Um, God always had this plan, and, and I'm so grateful. So I got into real estate, got into new home sales, and my son had his accident at 17 months old. And so now I'm a single mama raising this child, and he is just my little miracle. You have to go back. You have to tell the story of when he was in the hospital. So I had been just so broken. By the time you go to high school, college, it's like you kind of lose that faith that you have or that, that relationship, I should say, with Christ. And I had lost it. And so now my son is 17 months. I'm a single mom. And my son has this accident. And the doctors, the he surgeon stroke, right? said he did. He had a stroke. The neurosurgeon said that it was one of the biggest hematomas they had seen in years. And he, if he were to survive, he would definitely be um, paralyzed. He wouldn't be able to walk. He would be blind. Um, all these horrible things they kept telling me. So 
he wasn't also he wasn't waking up in addition to what he was experiencing he had a surgery he was supposed to have woken up and so he was in a constant state of sleep so we had called our pastor um, to come and form a uh, circle around him and anoint him and pray and it was during this prayer I felt just this amazing um, presence of Christ I just knew he was there and it was so neat because during the prayer my son's father, who's atheist, and his best friend were present during this prayer. He was, they were both atheist, and, and the best friend started trembling and crying during this prayer, mm. and you could just feel the Holy Spirit. It was so great. So after the prayer, we were crying, and I looked at my son um, as the pastor had already said his goodbyes and was walking out, and I looked at my son, and he opened his eyes mm. and started crying. And so I knew from that moment that was all God, because I just knew he was doing, you know, he was there during that prayer. And I knew that no matter what the doctors were saying, I had to walk by faith, not by sight, mm -hmm. not by what they were saying. So from then on, my, my relationship with Christ has been stronger than ever. And I got this kid back to, um, you know, doing better. He still has setbacks. He's always been in um, special ed. He mm -hmm. can't read, unfortunately. He reads at like a second grade level. But he is amazing. He shows me every day what love is. I mean, just mm. in addition to all of this, he's got Asperger's. So he has, uh, you know, just a funkiness to him. He walks um, by the beat of his own drum. Like, he just thinks he'll walk in and he'll wear a costume. And he might be the Incredible Hulk, but he's the coolest Incredible Hulk. Yeah. So. I, had, I didn't tell you this, but I was a school teacher 100 years ago, right? And um, I taught a, a three-four loop class. <clears throat> and my favorite student of all times was Devin, and he has Asperger's, and he was the greatest kid. All kinds of like impulsive behaviors, yeah. and all. And none of the other teachers could even stand to have the kid in the class, but I thought he was wonderful. He had Mrs. Doolin. I'm getting very angry right now. <laughs> and I was like, you don't have to get angry. You're going to be just fine. He was a delightful, <laughs> the most delightful child. And I got him for two years in a row. Yeah. Absolutely wow. delightful. I'll never forget that kid. Yeah, it's nice because you can always tell what they're feeling. They um, do not lie. And so right. if you ever want to know if your um, booty looks big in a, your pants, he will tell you. He will tell you. Tell mama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you should be asking your son, does your booty look, how does my, how how's my booty look? Does it look too big? Yes, mom. I'm like, yep, we're good. That's so cute. That is so great. Well, tell us about your daughter. So then, um, so now I am four, my son's four, and I had um, taken a year off from dating. Um, I just needed to find myself. I needed to find, you know, I didn't love myself. I was just so broken because of what had happened with his father. Mm. And so I finally took a year off from everything. And then I got a call <coughs> from a girlfriend of mine I went to high school with. And she says, I met this guy I want to set you up with. He's actually my boss. And so I um, agreed to meet him. And we went to House of Tricks in Tempe. And that mm. night, I know, that night, I knew he was going to be my husband. So it was, it was amazing. It was a four-hour dinner, and I went home to my mom's house because I was living with her temporarily because I was closing escrow on another house. But I woke her up, and I said, Mom, I found my husband. Oh, and that's so good. Yeah, so that's I just so knew. I, yeah, I knew he was going to be my husband. And then um, we, 
wanted kids, and so we started trying to conceive um, as soon as we got married. And it was really hard because, unfortunately, the older you get, the harder it becomes. Mm -hmm. And um, so we tried conceiving for a few years, and then I had a miscarriage, and we had just pretty much surrendered to the fact that we would just have my son. Mm -hmm. And he took in my son like it was his own um, in addition to it. And then one day I found out I was pregnant with this little girl, and she has rocked my world. Mm. This girl was, it was her birthday yesterday, and she entered this world. She has been a joy. I mean, when she came in, she was the only child that never cried. Like, she was born, and she wasn't crying. And I'm no, like, she, she has one. Though. You have one of those. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's God. I didn't know I, there were two. I, I told Angela. <laughs> I didn't know it. That's God showing off. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> this is, I got something for you. And yeah. she's it. She's my joy. So she's, she's awesome. She's, and also, um, she is, her heart is, she's so passionate for Christ. And she is going to be, I don't know what, I'm just excited. Well, you to said see. that she loves to speak in front of people. She and loves she'll be speaking. the first one to pray. She and... loves praying. She's, you know, we went to a um, concert and it was all, you know, just adult women. And she was the one standing up, just her arms wide mm. open, just crying, pouring out her soul, you know. And I'm just like, I want to meet you? her. <laughs> yes. I want to meet her. She's fearless and she's just awesome. That's so. great. Yeah. I'm, I'm blessed with these two kids Sophia. 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 Okay. Tell us about your kids, Daisy. Well, I have three children, and of course, I think my children are the three best children in the world, <laughs> uh, like any other mother. But um, I do; it is my passion to be my number one job in my life is is to be the best mom I could be, and mm -hmm. so that I knew that from day one, even before I had children. But I have three children. I have two sons. My oldest son is 26, and currently he's living in Boise, Idaho, finishing up his uh, finance degree. And then my daughter is 24, Ashley, and she's actually my partner. We're a mother-daughter team. So I get That's to spend exciting. a lot of time with her, and, and it's a great partnership. And then my youngest son, Nick, he just graduated high school and started college this year. And he uh, lives in Phoenix, Arizona, and he works for my husband. Very nice. Yes. And um, so, Ashley, how long has she been working with you? Two years. Two years. Okay, mm -hmm. so for a while. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Yes. I have the distinct pleasure of working with Danielle, who is my daughter, Aww. in the same office, which is fantastic. <laughs> she and I have a lot of fun together. Um, so you were raised on a pig farm. I did. I was, yes. <laughs> in Ohio. <laughs> so let's hear about these pigs. Okay. So I, uh, at a very young age, my parents, my parents were actually young when they got married, <clears> and <throat> their marriage only lasted about a year. So the courts um, gave my, my grandparents, both grandparents, the rights, and I lived with them. And so I lived in this small community, West Salem, Ohio, on a pig farm with my grandparents and my father at the time. And when I needed to go to school, when I was five, we had to move into a close, a smaller town that, that had schools. That's how oh, remote really? it was and rural oh it was. You know? so, but I'm grateful to have that, and I have grandparents that do have farms still in Ohio, mm -hmm. and I'm just um, grateful to be a um, witness to that kind of lifestyle and what they actually did and that hard work and yeah. just being in that environment. It taught me a lot of um, goals and things that I keep into my life to this day, and so I have a lot of good memories from it. Are pigs nice animals? They are. Actually, I, Darn had, it. I, had, I have a bacon. Um, a pet pig. Her name was Rosie, and she just wouldn't get fat to take to market to uh -huh. slaughter. And so my grandfather took her to the vet, and she didn't have worms. She didn't have anything. They couldn't figure it out. So she just became my pet. She was like a dog with the other oh. dogs on the farm. And it was Rosie, my pet pig. And 
they're actually very protective. If anyone comes on the property, they squeal and, uh-huh. and whatnot. So really, yeah, yeah, Rosie the pig was my was my pet. <laughs> uh, I'd like to say that that's going to change my <laughs> opinion of bacon, but I don't think so. <laughs> you still like bacon? I do. <laughs> my <So> do I. <laughs> my son who is fourteen, um, like eight years ago or so, five five or six or seven years ago, declared himself a vegetarian. And he, by God, he has stuck with it, and he it, because um, he doesn't want to eat what he wants to take care of when he gets older, or whatever, oh, or study, okay. or learn, work with, or whatever. And I thought we all thought it was a phase, but nope, that kid is vegetarian all the way. We eat a lot of meat all around him. <laughs> yes, all around him. Okay, so you're you already told me how you did. How did you meet your husband? So my husband and I actually went to the same high school you in did. Moon Valley. Okay. But we dated other people. We didn't. Re- I knew who he was at afar. He was two years older than me, so I, I knew who he was. And we went to ASU. We got reunited with a group of friends. And um, he said, "Would you like to go out for a bagel?" And and then it never ended. We just kept. I knew that I was going to marry him. Really. And I was, you know, 19 at the time. And so I said, "You know, what? you need to go away and come back when I'm like 24. I don't want to get married when I'm mm. young." And he didn't go away. And I'm thankful. <laughs> so, uh, he stuck so I turned 20 on November 3rd, and on um, November 4th, we went down to the Justice of the Peace and got married. Because I said, I cannot be married as a teenager. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I draw the line. 20 in one day. <laughs> we, saved, we saved our money, and three years later, on November 4th, we got married in a Catholic church. Oh, that's a nice so, story. Yeah. What's your husband's name? Edward. Edward. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. Very nice. Um, So you guys, let's get to our topic a little bit. This is Women Who Give Back. So we're going to talk about uh, philanthropy and being involved and and why. Why you women. Now, I think that most people give back. If you really think about it, if you have joy in your life, you're giving back somewhere, right? If you're miserable, you need to give back. Because giving back and philanthropy and, and... Outward focus brings joy, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know if you would share your reasoning for why you help children, and if you would sh- t- share that yeah, story. Yeah, certainly. So I unfortunately was gr- uh, raised extremely poor, and um, I was pretty much homeless until I was about four, four and a half, and then <clears> my mom <throat> married her husband, and thankfully uh, took us in and. and got us an apartment and so we had lived with my grandma and just place to place and so I was that kid I was a kid that always needed clothing um, I always needed food and we didn't have housing um, you know we didn't even have toys so now fast forward I feel that um, we have I'm just watching everybody and I have such a different lens when I'm looking at people that have such um, beautiful homes and that are doing so well but there's more, there's so much more. I just started asking all these questions and I have done really well financially, but I've never felt like um, it's mine. I always feel, I don't know how you feel, but I always feel like any minute it could be gone. And I think it's because I've been on Mm -hmm. the other side. Mm -hmm. And so after I started getting curious with this, I realized that it's really not ours. I mean, we just, we've been blessed and now we have to bless others. Right. And um, I've been seeing like, I just been seeing things through a different lens. Probably the last ten years, I started giving back at our church. I started doing the angel tree and just certain, you know, mm-hmm. volunteer things. I would be that person that would volunteer on Thanksgiving and Christmas, like most, um, you know, citizens do. But I realize that's not what they need. They need somebody there all the time. Mm. 
And so it was interesting because I started giving back slowly and started getting um, just super busy in whatever it was. Um, but what I realized is that the more I gave, the more I found myself. And um, I felt like I had been lost. Really, I had been searching for something, but I found myself when I was looking at somebody else. It was a reminder of who I am, who I've become. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to, yes, and I wanted to give them hope. Um, Because, you know, being so poor at five um, and and younger, I just, you know, you live with just such shame and you feel like there's no hope. And so it would have been nice that, you know, for somebody to come and just look you in the eye and say, you're gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. And and so that's what I wanted to do. And so um, now through the years, I've been, Uh, become involved with Chandler um, it's Chandler Service Club and it's a beautiful group of women here in Chandler Um, there's I believe 32 active members currently Um, I could be wrong it could be like people are probably gonna be like what there's 42 (laughs) (laughs) Um, we're a group of amazing women um, that serve the community and a lot of people don't know about us because um, you know, everybody just does it, um, not because they're prideful, but because they want to serve. Mm-hmm. And so every week we um, actually have, uh, we go and we meet every Thursday. We pack lunches for kids. It's called the Weekenders Program. And the Chandler Unified School District, what happens is these, the kids, we feed them during the week, but they go home and they don't eat. Mm-hmm. And they're coming back to school on Monday and they're tired they're not doing well in school and so we realized we need to fill that gap Mm -hmm. so that's what we do so Chandler Service Club came together and we actually raise money to feed 660 kids every single weekend and so we pack these um, lunches for them we pack food on Thursdays we meet it's called Arizona Brain Food and then we deliver all of these bins to the Chandler Unified Schools that have, um, the nurses have worked with us, and so they, they are able to let us know how many kids are need that. Yeah, that need it. And so um, some schools more than others, so we deliver the food, and then the nurses, they give these um, packs of food to these kids under the radar. You know, the kids, right. they don't want to be, they, they don't you know, want to be those shown. Kids. Mm-hmm. And so it's really discreet, and it's just a really neat program. That is, that is. People don't realize, I used to, I, the only reason why I know this is because I, t- I used to teach in Glendale, and I knew those kids who did, they went home on the weekends, they just didn't eat yeah. because we fed them during the week. Yeah. You know, you just forget there's those other two days, you know, in the week yeah. while we're all enjoying a weekend, they're hungry. I know. Yeah. And so that's great. I remember and I know what that feels like. And so I just want to do whatever I can. Mm-hmm. So it's every, it's during school year, you know, we take a good two month break, but we do have some other things that we're doing. Um, we're providing shoes and jackets, which is really also important. Um, and then we are trying to mentor the community, which I think is really important. We have Flower Girls, um, and it's a Flower Girl program, and it's kind of like a debutante. We um, hand-select senior women, senior girls. Um, we work with them through the year, and we mentor them. We do 12 different events with them, and we're trying to keep etiquette alive. Um, so we have etiquette classes. We do a, um, a beautiful ball at the very end, and it's really classy, but it's also making sure that they do hands of service projects. We want to, you know, just encourage them, lift them up to serve the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're, we're kind of really, involved. That's really cool. Mother. That is really cool. Thank you. Tell us about what you're involved with. Well, <coughs> Excuse I, me. I always <coughs> knew that I um, wanted to get involved with leadership with women and, and have a platform to help them, and that started back, circling back kind of with my grandparent, my grandmother's raising me. 
and I saw these strong women in the kitchen doing things and whatnot, but at that time, um, those women were more like in the dark shadows. The man was the, you know, the head of the household and whatnot, and I knew that they could have done so much more if they had someone to guide them and help them lead. They could have done so much more, I believe. And so I got involved with uh, Women's Council of Realtors, and that's a platform where we help women um, uh, feel uncomfortable in situations and grow and lead and develop and do things that they never thought they could do. Mm -hmm. And so what I love about that is you're actually grabbing the hand of the woman next to you and you're, you're growing together, you're leading together, and you're teaching together. And you help the community through um, the, this avenues. Also, another charity that's near and dear to my heart for many years is uh, Girls Rule. And that is here locally uh, in the Valley. Dina Patton is the COE. I've been friends with Dina Patton for years, and I sat on the board in 2016 for her. And what they do is they mentor girls that are 13 to 19, and um, they help them figure out where they want to go, and they are connectors in the community, connecting them. For example, if you have a girl that wants to be a veterinarian, we find a veterinarian um, mentor that's in the Valley that mentors them and shows them the steps to get to where they want to be. That's and really so cool. I really love Girls Rule, and they have um, actually probably four different categories now of Girls Rule um, uh, of things that they do. And they have a camp in the summer where she brings women CEOs from all over the country, and they speak to these girls, and they actually develop a product in this, whole, in this week. They develop a product, and then they market it, and then they sell it, mm -hmm. and they make a profit from it. And these girls are learning these life skills at 13, 14, 15. And so I absolutely love it because it kind of backs up exactly what I do with Women's Council of Realtors. We're right. Just, we're just bigger girls. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> right? It's true. Yeah. <clears throat> it's one of the reasons why I love this show so much because <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Um, we, we as women spend too much time comparing and dividing from each other when um, – Something like this is where we're just all sitting around talking about life and burying our hearts. And, and so somebody on the other side goes, my gosh, she had all of those struggles in her life. And look at the woman she's become. I, too, have had struggles that I can overcome. And I'm not going to use those excuses. And, and it's just I, I think that women supporting women in that way, encouraging, strengthening, calling them out, you know, mm -hmm. is a really important thing to do for each other. And there's room for all of us. Of course. Truly, of course. Know. Yes. Yes, and it's such a pleasure because I know that I have had the chance to talk with women in depth that I, I would never have had the chance to do just because of this show. And there's always something so, like, unexpected or so beautiful or so, like, wow, you really have a strength. that it, it's, it's just deepening of an appreciation of how God created us uniquely and knit us together for his glory if we'll let him, Right. And you said something really cool. You said, I don't think any of this is mine. Now, I will admit to you that we grew up wanting for sure. Mm -hmm. um, my mom did a gr great job, the greatest she could, but I still find myself buying two of some things. Like, I have to stop myself. You don't need two of those things. You don't need two boxes of that food or whatever, you know? It's the same thing. It's and weird. I, and I Everything catch myself, right? I'm mm -hmm. like, I got to have a backup. I don't want to have, I don't want to take the last one, you know? So I, I fight that too, um, but you're right. It's not our stuff. This, the checkbook is not my money. Mm -hmm. It's God's money. He just let me put my name on top, mm -hmm. right? 
of just whatever he gave yeah. to me. And he's saying, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, this is for me, my, my provision for you, but you're supposed to take some of this and be provision for others. And that's what you guys are doing, making provision in your own way within the way that God created you. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, you were saying, Stacey, you were saying something that, um, and, and I didn't get a chance to talk to you about okay. it, but you said you're, you, you had some time where you missed some time with your youngest son. Tell mm -hmm. me about that. Well, um, we had a time where we were going through some rough times, like a lot of people did, in the crash of real estate, mm -hmm. and we ended up losing some property and really having to go back, and I had to go back into the workforce and work, and I felt like I didn't have the time that I had with him. He's five years younger than my daughter, and so I had a lot more time where I was volunteering constantly at their school and doing things, and so I didn't have that time, I felt like, with him that I did with the old, older two. Oh, yeah. So, he probably so doesn't know the difference. He, he probably doesn't. <laughs> but, <laughs> I know. We have it's mom, mother's, it's mom guilt, guilt, you know. <laughs> but I do special guilt. things with him now, and we have a great relationship, and, and I just make special time for him now, mm. or it's just him and I doing game night together, or him and I going to the movies. We had a great time the other night, and we went to dinner, and it was just the two of us just talking about what his goals are and how I can help him reach those goals. Yeah, that's cool. And you had a victory with your son recently. I know. Oh, gosh, I'm still, I don't want to get emotional. <laughs> no, but my son, he's been with me from day one, obviously, and I've just been his um, cheerleader, his guardian, everything. And we finally moved him into his own apartment. Um, and thankfully, and again, this is a God just always had a, had a plan for us when my son was finally ready they just opened up a wonderful facility it's called first place it's in downtown phoenix and they are apartments for kids like my son that are not able to live on their own independently um, they still need resources support and so they provide it for him while giving his him his own apartment so he's uh, feeling really independent he's you know again he's gonna be 21 and yeah. he's mine he's really cool and yeah. he wants to go and have fun and it's it's just amazing because they had literally just opened six weeks before he was ready that's so cool so he's the first person in his apartment and it's in downtown phoenix so yeah any I'm, anxiety are you okay oh gosh oh i'm telling you i went to bed every night with just tears because you know it's strange mm -hmm. Um, but no, every time I see him, he is just loving life. Okay. He's got a big smile. He's good. He's healthy, happy. So that's awesome. Yeah. Whoever yeah. created that place, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Making for I think thirty years or something. Oh, crazy. really? Yes. Wow. So for it to have just opened is just amazing. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Provision. I that's know. so nice. So if if our anybody in the audience is like, you know what, your charity or women's council of realtors or whatever that really or is it Girls Rule? Girls Rule. If, if, if they want to get involved or they want to know more, what do they do? They, do they contact you? Is there a place to go? Websites? or? Yes. Yeah, so I would love, I mean, I would love to share any information regarding Chandler Service Club. Any ways that you can get involved, um, please, you know, email me. And I definitely encourage moms to do this. I think it's really important. And we... Our biggest investment, personally, is our kids, and you know, just being a mama. That's the biggest job we have. And if we're not demonstrating, leading that path, and showing them what it's like to serve others, we're failing our kids. Mm. And so, it's just so important to do it now. And yes, please just call me. I have a lot of different areas that you can certainly plug in. And what if uh, what if 
somebody wants to get involved with well, please please do call me or women's council of realtors is wcr.org and okay. we have 10,000 realtors around the country we have 250 networks nine in arizona and this year i'm the state president so um, i'm happy to talk to anyone about anyone that wants to get involved and we do a lot of charity work for the realty community within women's council we don't just develop leaders but we do do that as well and it's a wonderful organization and I, I feel honored to actually be a part of it and serve because it has taught me so much in my life. For example, I was very scared to even talk in front of people and now I can get up in front of a group of 500 women and, mm -hmm. and talk and so I thank them for making feel, me feel uncomfortable and pushing me out there and making me do it <laughs> yeah. because I'm a better person for it. Yeah. And uh, with Girls Roll, it's just girlsroll.com and Dina Patton and I'd be happy to um, talk to any women or children, you know, young girls, how we can help be help them become leaders <coughs> in our community and, and actually reach for their goals and, and uh, go where they want to go. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been blessed by talking to both of you, and I'm glad to know about your organizations that you serve. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, please reach out to these ladies if you want more information, and you got to tell all these ladies about Moms in Real Estate because this show is, I think, important. I think it's important for women to hear other strong women talking about their lives and their struggles and their victories. So um, thank you again to Mortgage Advantage, Diane Gertis and April Chadwick. Um, if you would like to um, have see somebody that you know that's a mom in real estate on the show, please contact us and uh, tell others about the show. Enjoy your week and God bless you. Bye.